All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shusko. Well, gentlemen, <laughs> oh, we... Hold on. What were you going to say? You were gonna say I what? was going to ask a question, but it's not really on topic, so I'll just let Scott want, roll no, on with it. No, now, now you have to ask. I was just going to ask if the if the theme song, the opening song, is is recognized as like a bluesy kind of kind of feel or whatever, or if it's too minor key at the end that everyone's coming into this podcast with on a kind of like a kind of like an edge. kind of a downer note. <laughs> was this I think about to be the last note? Is makes it to. Like makes it to home, like C. All right, you know I don't care anymore. What's okay. what were you gonna say, Scott? <laughs> We've What's got that? a show. We've got a show planned. Oh yes, we do. Hey, I'm actually very. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna go through what we're gonna do here, and then we'll probably go right on into it because any intro I had planned is derailed at this point. Uh, Sorry nah, about you're that. all right. It's okay. You're fine. Totally Look, that's fine. That's what I'm supposed to do. You're good. This. Was another high-scoring game week. Maybe not for everybody in terms of fantasy, but a lot of goals were scored in the Premier League in game week two. We're going to talk about how you may or may not have cashed in. There's some there's some drama carried over from our podcast last week that we have to cover. We know that Brian came off a 101 and took a negative eight going into game week two. I can't wait to hear how that went. Uh, we're going to talk about our lineups now coming out of game week two and going into game week three, who our captains are going to be, what transfers we're planning to make. We're going to go through all of that. We're also going to talk about just who are the overall points leaders at this point and how many of them are real and how many of them are, mir- are a mirage. Should you be buying in on the guys who are scoring the most points so far through two game weeks? We'll talk about that position by position. You know that anytime Arsenal starts the season off the way that they have, we're going to give Dave an Arsenal moment. And I, I honestly can't wait to contribute to this one. We will go into everyone's favorite segment. We're bringing it back this week. How to say with Brian J. I'm going to say this legitimate. I, I build this segment up every time I, I intro it you know, or, or open a pod by teasing it. Mm-hmm. But I legitimately have to say that this time it's going to be a how to say Probably unlike any other, if I know Brian J over here to my yeah. left. Get your D pants on. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> D for diarrhea. Oh, your D pants, sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Well, I, uh, I don't know. I didn't know that was going there. All right. Yeah. And we'll talk about the Game Week 2 Dream Team as well. Lots to get through, lots of information to send your way. Let's talk about and get on with what happened in Game Week 2. 
just want to point out that before we've talked about anything fantasy relevant, we've talked about bluesy minor music. For sure. And diarrhea pants. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with either. Both at times necessary. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's talk about forwards first, shall we? I want to first begin by talking about the two forwards who made the Game Week 2 Dream Team. And then we'll talk about the three who are leading overall in points. There is a little bit of overlap between those two right. lists. Two forwards made the Game Week 2 Dream Team, the highest scoring forwards of the week, Mikhail Antonio of West Ham, Gabriel Jesus of Manchester City. And gentlemen, I really just want to know one thing. Are either of those forwards transfer-worthy, free transfer-worthy, or are they even beyond that as negative four transfer-worthy? I, I don't know what kind of a question this is. I, I'm I mean, completely I think... confused. Uh, Antonio's turned into 13 and a 16. So is that a... Free transfer worthy or a negative four? I'd say That's a minus 16 worthy. Yeah, if you don't have Mikel like, I, Antonio, I you, you'd have to be getting him. I said this from the beginning of the season. Yeah. Mikel Antonio, when healthy, he's healthy at the beginning of the season, is a must start. He's and he's a cap, I mean, he's a captain candidate easily sure. the next two weeks. For sure. No I doubt. mean, a little bit skewed today. Home to Palace. I would say it's a little bit. Not. I mean, he. It's not that he can't do what he did today. But he which, did it which against ten man Leicester, who was trying to press. Yep. They were trying, and once they got that goal back, then they were really pressing because I think maybe there was a spark that they could get back another one, but that just opened it up more for Antonio. And True. He, and he is. Well, I liked what. Uh, who was it today? Martin Tyler. They called it. Probably. Who, who was calling the game today? I watched it on mute. Don't don't ask. It it just said at the towards the end of the match, he was making the point that it feels like a guy who's making up for lost time. A striker who huh. has been passed that. over in different ways through yep. his career, is a little bit older, has dealt with so many injury issues, made the England team, but not as a striker. He's like coming into his own now in a position that's like that he's like made for. And he's and like I like I thought that was a great way of putting it of uh, somebody a striker who's making up for lost time. He will not be essential all season long, but I agree. I'm grateful that I w- remembered to have him again in game week two after I forgot you, I had him in game week one. You're not worthy of owning him. I have gotten <laughs> you all know that right, Mister. Mister. I didn't realize that he was on my team, guy. That was last week. I knew who I knew who I had this week. And I'm grateful I had him. I agree. I, I think you definitely have to consider bringing him in I just at feel any like that's, cost. That's a, not to mock the question. Your questions are almost always good. I kind of feel like that was a dumb question like or like a no-brainer question. Listen, I'm, I'm starting you. I'm letting you get warmed up, Dave. Fair enough. All right. You're right. Fair enough. There, this is going to be a question I'll be asking as we go throughout the podcast. On the grounds that there are multiple ways to play this game, like you could have made up those points somewhere True. else in your team, but I, but I doubt it. Not this. I not I don't. Yeah, I just don't know. <laughs> oh, so the other guy you asked about is Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus, also on the dream team. You don't like the minutes, however, if if Gabriel Jesus is going to play on the right as basically a right wing forward, yeah, that could change things because a he was really effective there he was very good yeah he uh hold on does the fact that they're playing norwich have anything to do with anything yeah it has a lot to do with it but i just think he if he's comfortable there and he can find a fit and he we already know he's not going to be their out and out striker 
that I feel like that could change things for him going forward. Okay. I think it makes him somebody who if this if you if you see this repeated, then you'd have to you have to take notice of it. Sometimes I like to read into what managers have to say about players and interpret that into something that I can use in FPL. The fact that Pep overpraised Jesus after this match, I actually don't know what to make of that. Yeah. There's too many layers of Pepology involved here to be able to cut through it and understand what that means. I know you're not asking about him, but because there's no seemingly no movement, or maybe uh, as the rumors are that there's one last push for Manchester City this week to try to sign Kane. Tottenham confident that it was not going to happen during this transfer window. The winner here might end up being Ferran Torres. Yeah, I agree. I said last week at some point this season I'll probably end up owning right. Ferran Torres. Right, and so we've you know last season he was a consideration. You know I think there's been times here here and there in the last two seasons where you thought like oh, I could I could use him I could do that or whatever, and uh, it sounds like. Um, the way Manchester City News is saying it, based on the way Pep talked about the strikers, Pep said we're lucky that Farron played there and scored three goals against Newcastle, and always when he plays there, he has an incredible sense of finishing. I think Pep recognizes that. Yeah. So basically, you know, for them, it's the idea that it might mean that Farron Torres ends up being the striker. Right. And Which, if that's the case, and it's if a that's the case, midfielder. then you're forgetting about just about every other city asset that there is, and you're only yep. owning him. Yeah, because of the value of and he's seven zero and a midfielder. He's played sixty minutes and ninety minutes. I was, you know, if we talk about them at any other point, I was going to say that Gundogan might end up being the most the safest city player this season again. Gundogan, a little bit knocked. Right, but he ended up playing. He went from ruined shoulder. To playing sixty eight minutes, completely like true. A, like a perfect, just a perfect, perfect run out for him. <laughs> so it's very good. I love how we asked the question about Jesus and ended up promoting Ferran Torres. It kind of says everything that we need to know there. If we look at overall season so far, and form really follows points when you only have two game weeks to look at. After Mikel Antonio, who's far and away the top scorer in forward position, you've got Danny Ings and Dominic Calvert Lewin. Dave, yeah. is it as easy a question to answer about those two gentlemen, Danny Ings and Dominic Calvert-Lewin? Are they free transfer sure. worthy? Are they even negative four transfer worthy? Both of them. Both of them. I mean, the, the question everyone's asking themselves right now is, how do I get Lukaku into my lineup, right? It's fair. But, on the other hand, if your team's set up differently and you can't figure out a way to do it, you don't want to blow a gasket and get into a minus eight, yeah, like – you're going to be fine probably sticking with DCL, Ings, and Antonio right now as they're all healthy. DCL, someone said in our Slack channel today, I don't remember, it might have been uh, at whole, League Travis. Uh, I don't remember who said it, but someone said this is last year's DCL. I did. That was uh, me. It was you. DCL is starting DCL this season. DCL is starting uh, the same way he started last season. Yeah, there yep, you go. Absolutely. And so, and you're not wrong about that. No, pair of sevens will. Absolutely. Danny Ings, again, what did we say before the season started? Ings, healthy. healthy. <laughs> okay, in my lineup, before I changed it, before the season started, I had my three strikers were Danny Ings, Mikael Antonio, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Now, I made some changes in my defense, and I was able to add it. Well, it was really Sun. Sun threw a wrench into my midfield. I'm not regretting that. Bottom line is I had to drop one of them. I chose DCL. 
at the moment, it's fine because I got Ings and Antonio. But yeah, like if I wanted to save, if I wanted, to, I think I think DCL is is a seven five. Is that right? Does that sound right? Or a, no, Calvert Lewin is up to eight point one now. Okay. DCL's at an 8-1. It was Richarlison who started cheaper than okay. DCL this season, and he's also up. And, but uh, but that's to be expected after good results. For sure. From so anyways, teams. so right now I got Ings and Antonio, when and, have, and it's been fine. Yeah, when you have Mikhail Antonio, Danny Ings, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin all scoring great fantasy points, they're obviously the top three forwards right now, it doesn't make Romelu Lukaku feel as essential to me, especially when Lukaku's about to play Virgil and the Liverpool defense. For sure. Now, I have been tinkering and tankering, uh, trying to figure out what I need to do to get Lukaku into my lineup. Luka Dina is in my lineup. He seems like a sacrificial lamb. He has done nothing, nothing uh, points-wise. I think he's a good player. I don't know what's going on with Everton. Their results seem to be okay. If he didn't, if DCL doesn't get dragged down, on his penalty that he took against Leeds here, it's probably Dina getting the assist okay. on that play. I, so I just, there's so there's at least if you're gonna keep him, I mean, no, it's not about him here. It's but, not, but but it's I'm, still there's a glimmer for him, and it's mostly because it looks like you have a, a forward two, a DCL who's effective with Rocharlison who's playing, and we know what those two together end up equaling. Dina is still feeding that, and Hamas Rodriguez is going to be transferred. So that's yeah. the so that so you're losing. So you, somebody's got to kick the ball into those guys, so, and he's the only other trusted guy, and it's going to end up being Ducore who feeds it to him. I I just feel like I'm getting Dina's giving me the uh, the middle finger at the moment when I'm looking through my team trying to figure out where I can cut weight. Anyway, so I'm looking at that, but then also I would be getting rid of. Uh, Emil Smith Rowe in the midfield, which he hasn't done much. And I talked to my brother today, and and we'll talk about Arsenal in a little bit. But like, there's no point in keeping him at the moment. Yes, he might be producing. Uh, is he a good enabler? Yeah, but there, honestly, some other enablers, maybe a little bit cheaper, doing better at the moment, might be you might be better off owning them as opposed to him at this moment. Like Arsenal's playing City next week. We'll, going we'll get to Arsenal break, so. and, and make this an effort. All I'm saying is, yes, later. bottom line is, I could go to Lukaku. Um, I'm not going to, Scott, yet, because in about 10 minutes, prices are going to change. <laughs> As we're recording. As yes. we're recording. Yep. And Simakas is about to, I'm about to gain a tenth. I'm about to sell him. I hope people who have sold him, knowing that Robertson probably likely is coming back this week, although we don't know this for sure. Enough people might not know that because people are going to Simakas, assuming I'm saying that correctly. And Robertson's... No, Brian, Brian vigorously no, shook his head again. Not, it's fine. Keep going. Samikas. We all know who yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You, you got this. So anyways, bottom line is, if you're a Samikas owner, I'm going to sell him tomorrow. and But I'm going to gain, gain a true sale. tenth in yep. my pocket before I do, because he will have gone up twice. After the 50%. A lot of people buying him, and FPL he's not going to probably tax. play right. this week. Yeah, it is amazing how many. He's a, he's the fourth most transferred in overall right now, but his minutes are definitely limited. You're absolutely right. I um, I don't have Lukaku, and in fact, I want to revisit briefly, because this will speak to what I'm looking at with my lineup. 
Last year, there was this uh, really funny moment late in the season where I asked you two gentlemen, hey guys, you know how in FPL you can only have up to two free transfers at one time? And I asked you guys, have you ever been in a place where you're so happy with your squad and you have two free transfers there waiting that you actually are considering just letting one of those waste away because you don't want to do anything with your squad? And you're like, no, of course not. But last week, I said something that I felt like was really FPL profound. I want to revisit that too. Last week, I said, don't chase the points. Get it so that the points are chasing you. Remember when I said that last I, week? I, I don't know. You could be making it up. You're assuming that Brian and I listen. I was assuming you're sober <laughs> enough to care. Here's the thing. Right, tell me. I made no free transfers last week. Awesome. I scored 83, lowest on this podcast, a little bit above the average. It was fine. Right. Made no moves. Because remember, Dave, early pre, in our preseason episodes, we talked about making an, uh, a squad for the first two to three right. game weeks. 100%. I still liked my squad for game week two, even though I didn't knock it out of the park with a 101 like Brian did. And I ended up having a really good game week two. Yeah. Scoring... 90 That's points for awesome. the game week. It was an awesome stupid week. good. Loved it. Now I'm looking at my squad, and I've got two free transfers going into game week three, and it doesn't seem like I have to spend any of them. And I definitely don't feel like I have to use both of them and maybe a third to make the money work out to go to Romelu Lukaku when he's playing Liverpool. I'm sincerely Scott, looking at using one and then carrying... The other one For over, sure. so I've still got you, two next You week. need to do something with Veltman. I don't, because he's about to return. Well, then you need that's to do something point. with Iannaccio, because he's not playing. That's the one guy that's that's it's so interesting, right? Don't waste it when you can do, make a move like that. I think I'm going to end up making a four-point-something defender move. and maybe Especially send... because, sorry to interrupt, he's sorry. already dropped a, a tenth. Mm-hmm. So you'll never get that Iannaccio. back. Iannaccio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my so squad overall, Before again, he drops another one. My non-sales tax factoring in squad, just squad values that's on the website, is 100.4. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Not too worried about the money, but yes. We'll, we'll, Ian Acho is definitely a candidate to go out, and yet, I don't know. Obviously, I still think he has a high ceiling. Before we leave forward, let's talk about the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award for Game Week 2. Wow. It's going to come from the forward position. Now, there was a strong case made in our Slack workspace during the game week for this award to go to Adam Armstrong, the guy that you guys mm, loved man. so much last week. The uh, Blackburn Wonder Kid? Yeah, uh, Yep, for his inability to score against Manchester United this past Almost Sunday. Almost a hero. <laughs> it was so close. But at the same time, it's not just about a bad miss. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's about what the bad miss means. Southampton still drew against Manchester United, which had to feel like a great result. Uh, Ralph Hassenhurtle uh, uh, had a vigorous handshake after the match. He was excited about the result. I don't think Adam Armstrong's miss or misses was as big as Callum Wilson's. Yeah, Callum Wilson's was, was way bigger. In er, I'm yeah. 100% behind him. Early in the match against yeah. Aston Villa, which resulted in an Aston Villa 2, Newcastle nil result yeah that's easily the that's the correct answer especially because De Gea made a good save yeah. on a, a what was a what was a clinical perfect finish for Adam Armstrong last week was a 
just a not as well placed ball this week that De Gea still had to make a good save. And then he had another chance after that and just didn't just didn't glance a shot the right way, basically. I it, I thought it, I I think I'd be feel pretty good about Adam Armstrong, honestly. Yeah. But all right. But no, for sure. In your Cal- face, Scott. No, yeah. no, I'm not I'm just saying like I I just I don't blame I don't blame him for not finishing like in a match that it didn't cost them. It it got it still held a draw. I think that I think that's exactly. your point is exactly right. All right, so that's Callum Wilson, supported by Brian, this week's Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award. But I in a way <laughs> Emiliano <laughs> Martinez almost killing him mm. near in the second half and only yeah. getting extremely lucky because his because his toenail was offside. Hey, listen, man, the lines are thicker. Offside is more I mean, for that, real this year. I know. Well, no, no, it's true. As a Martinez owner, I was sweating big time. I was like, well, if anyone can save a penalty, it's going to be Emiliano Martinez. So maybe, maybe this will happen. And then come to find out, Callum Wilson mm. was just a slight bit offside. It was a bad day at the office for Callum Wilson. Oh, There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was a bad tackle by Emiliano Martinez as well. Uh, I like that many Arsenal fans uh, said that if if he was if that was Lino, it would have been a penalty for sure. Okay, <laughs> Brian. Before we go to the midfield position and talk about the top players there, mm-hmm. I'd like to revisit your squad. So we teased this earlier, and we talked about this way too late on last week's pod. So for anyone who maybe didn't get all the way through it yet before starting this one, <laughs> you scored 101 points in game week one. I did, and then you proceeded to make three moves aggressively. Yes. Taking a negative eight, yes, because you wanted to get ahead of things in your squad. If that's fair, yeah, I would say that. All right, we said we'd revisit that and talk about how that worked out. So, can you recap for us again the three players you brought in and who you brought them in for? The three moves were Bright Brighton's Veltman out, Samikas in, Mares. That that's a easy. Plus that that paid for itself. That paid for Mares itself. out. Uh, Sun in. Sadio Mane out. Bruno Fernandez in. I I was feeling great about it until the, until the 85th minute of the Manchester City Norwich match. Because, yeah, because Mares scored. Well, because Mares was on the bench. Right. And Mares didn't come in until the 76th minute or whatever. And even then, it, it, they were in such like shutdown mode. Yeah. They were they were up. They were up. They, yeah, up they were already up. winning in a way that is the game is way over. Yeah, and I just I mean we, st- we said it last week, you know, Mane can do it. Every, any week it's going to be Mane. One of these weeks, it's going to be Mane. That might as well be the season-long slogan every season until he's out of the out of the league. I mean, he scored eight fantasy points here, right? And so, the way I I would say it worked out okay. Uh, I mean, I did, the minus eight didn't. It ended up not helping just because I think the points overall was a wash. Do you regret doing it since the negative eight did not? Pay well, off? so the so here's the other thing. I even if I had made I, the only way it would have paid off completely is if I had made no move. So if I had just kept the team exactly the same way. What do you know? My strategy would have worked for you too. Yeah. What would your score have been if you wouldn't have made a move? Well, so I would have lost Samikas' 11. It's true. But I would have gotten, you know, obviously I would have gotten. You would have gotten Mane's 8. Mane's 8 and Mara's is 7. But I would, so so there's 15 points that match the 15 points that I got from Samikas, Bruno, and Son. 
the thing that's really annoying. Literally and, a wash, except for the eight it, points. I was gonna say the you were penalized. Eight. Right. Uh, the other thing is my I probably would have left Veltman in my team, and then uh, Basuma would have been coming a player coming in off the bench, which would have been an eight. Oh. So Basuma got an assist, a clean sheet, and got Ryan, bonus points. You should so, have done nothing. So here's the so here's the way you can look at it. I should have done nothing and gotten Basuma's eight. <laughs> if that's your strategy, Eve, Eve Basuma as your first bench spot, this getting an assist interestingly in a game, sounds like a Scott uh, strategy. And here's the other part too. points. Our <laughs> points, gentlemen. This eerily feels like the Milivojevic rule. Also, it really does. Here's what's hilarious about Which it. led me to my first title. Uh, Thank you very much. Riyad Mahrez is benched. As soon as you see that a player that's sure. on your team is benched, you just think either, dang it, I have him, and that's annoying, or, oh, thank goodness, I got rid of that guy, he's benched. Right. So for the, mo- for the most part during the day, I thought, and then also I would say, Whose points did I chase? I didn't chase Delhi's points. I didn't chase like so, like Ducore or someone to get a minus four to get someone like that. I brought in Bruno Fernandez and Son. So that's the other part of it that I'm like, only to find out then afterwards. So Bruno gets the the Southampton home factor, <laughs> and Son is carrying an injury that nobody said anything about. Nuno says after the match. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, he had yeah. something with his hamstring. So he, like, everyone saw, like, the, you know, the physio tape all over the back of his leg as he's, you know, as he's getting subbed off. And it's just like, oh, that might explain why maybe he wasn't quite as clinical uh, as oh. he usually was. So, yeah, all things considered, I still, you know, I still finished the week with an 85, which is a fantastic score. But yeah, it could have been uh, it could have been a little bit better, I think. Okay. Anyway, is your do you feel better about how your team is set up for game week three, having made those moves, or would you rather have the guys you had before? Well, no, I definitely like. I I just feel like owning Mares is going to be such a nightmare all the time. City doesn't have a midweek match, so is game week three going to be Mares's? Right, week well, to and start? that we said that last week, Maybe. you know, about coming into Norwich and they're playing Arsenal, so I feel like. You know, maybe they bring out they the might bigger score guns. Ten goals. Maybe, maybe fifteen goals. I just think K- KDB's back. You know, should be back this week. Uh, you know, they. I feel like they have other. I mean, For it's obvious this time. Yeah, I mean, they have other. They have. They obviously their the depth is endless. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just I just think not, like not knowing whether he's going to start, whether he's going to play a half or seventy five minutes or ninety minutes. Yeah. Just never knowing. I feel way better about Bruno uh, playing at Wolves than I would about the risk of Mares coming in. The one bad thing now is Sun. So yeah. that so so I no would triangle next to his name. So I would so I would make no move. Not to skip way ahead, but I would make no move this week if I knew that Sun was completely healthy. Because this week was this is Spurs against Watford. So You're thinking about sending Sun out. Yeah, I think just because of the way I, because I'm just not sure about. I mean, Samikas is another guy. Like, I, yeah, whether or not he starts. But you can bury Samikas on your bench. I could, but that would also require me to play Eve Basuma. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why. Doesn't is, it hurt? You speak to, like that's a bad thing. Well, it wasn't last week, but 
doesn't it hurt to bring a guy in and then to send him right back out? To me, there's a psychological pain in doing something like that. To transfer out someone I've just transferred in, unless I know in advance that's my strategy well, if, and I've got it, that to spare. If it's a free, then, then what do you care well, about? And, Especially oh, if it's a player and, that you could capture. Oh, the other, the other part of it, too, is if I was going to – so the other thing I was considering last week was just making one move. If I was going to make just one move last week, it would have been to sell – Mane to get Bruno. I would have just skipped the Samikas move, ro- rolled with Mane and what I knew was a good matchup, mm-hmm. and rolled the dice keeping Veltman, thinking that by the you know that Veltman would be back in by the by the start, and it and he wasn't. So even that would have been okay. I mean, or I, I still would have lost out though. I still wouldn't have gotten someone's points. So I sure. I, also, the other part of it is Bruno's price went up. I. You know, he went up in the amount of – a hat trick will do that for you. So trying to get Bruno at some other point is now not going to cost me an extra tenth, I guess. So there's pros and cons to it. I will say, having kept Joel Veltman at the end of my bench for the first two game weeks and being okay being able to do that, there's no reason now to send him out. In theory, he's going to be very well rested. As long as he's not suffering from – you know, unknown effects of COVID because I don't think he actually had it. It's just the contact tracing. Well, right? so he's so that the Graham Potter is saying that Veltman will not be back until at least after the international break. Okay. If you need the space, Veltman is not a bad transfer out, especially okay. because you, if you want, it could be to Shane Duffy at four point one for sure. I know he said last week that it was Veltman's spot to take to take back. But now it's Duffy's spot for at least one more week. And and the way Duffy, I mean, Duffy's your, like, he's a top five defender right now. He's a top five transfer in. Right yeah, now. and he's 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 already not 4-0 anymore. So <laughs> Duffy has another good week this week. I know it's not an ideal matchup playing home to Everton, but they're still at home, and home Brighton is legit. So DCL owners, though, think twice. You don't want to harm yourself in that way. I will say it did say August 28th for Veltman. Now it says September 11th. Why the extension? I honestly don't know. My guess is just simple match fitness. Let's move to the midfield position. Midfield is dominated right now by Manchester United players. Coming off of the performance in game week one, Bruno and Pogba are second and fourth, respectively. Mason Greenwood, consistent through two game weeks, comes in at fifth. Dave, are either of them free transfer and or negative four essential? I mean, all these guys are. Honestly. You want three United I mean, midfielders? Green, no, I don't want three. I have two. Tell us which two. I don't have two. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> Why did I say that? I have a red shirt. I have my, my – Oh, green, you have I, another red shirt. I have another red, red shirt. Yeah, it's okay. Salah. Yeah. Liverpool, United, red guys. Red. Salah is also in the top five. He comes in at red, third right reds now. Are, reds are reds. Salah, Pogba, and Son are my, three, are my three heavier – Weighted midfielders. Okay. So, so Pogba is your only United midfielder at the moment. He is, yeah. No, but look, uh, Greenwood and Jota, both at 7, 5, 7, 6. Yeah, both Greenwood's have gone up, up to 7, sure. 6. Both, yeah, both yep. are 7, 6. Honestly, uh, studs. So you could just as well easily probably start one or, one or both of those guys in the place of a son and make some money to get to Lukaku if you wanted to. You might not be hurt that much. I currently still have Sun. I don't love the uh, the hammy thingy 
Yeah, I don't like the annoying. extra tapey hammy yeah, thing. Nobody likes that. But he's still son, and Kane's still not playing yet. And Kane, we still don't. I'm not sure. Do we know what Kane's doing yet? Is no. he? Is no. he staying? No one, is he going? No, no. Should no. he stay or should he go with the Pretenders? Is that, is that who's saying that song, um, Ryan? That should I stay or should I go? Yes. Yeah. Famously, Dave, the Clash. The Clash. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> God, how did I not know that? I don't know, but what you also don't know is that I think something you just said is being promoted on the FPL homepage as we record. Really? Which is the idea of selling Sala to go down to Jota so that you can go up to Lukaku. That it's is the move that they're... Because here's the deal, Scott, as our resident Liverpool uh, spokesperson, Diogo Jota, for the first two matches this season is literally starting in their center forward position. Yep, he's had a pair of sevens. I loved sorry, his pair of goal. I loved his goal this weekend. Oh, yeah. The header. Assisted by Samikas. Uh, Samikas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Simikas. Samikas. Yep. Joda with an eight and an eight. There's no... Simikus. He's another one of those guys. I mean, there are a few forward... Or, excuse me, a few midfielders... Just ...playing as forwards, and Joda is definitely in that... For sure. That and role. we love... This pod has always loved guys playing that position. Ferran Torres, we already mentioned. Torres, Son, Joda. Yoga Joda. Mm-hmm. 100%. Son. Okay, so these guys, I feel like they got to have extra attention. And, he, and then, and then look, Greenwood's no slouch. I, I love uh, – Greenwood was great last season. He started off very well this season, and I expect that to continue. Greenwood, and, and Greenwood look, and, is my one United And here's midfield. the other thing. With this Paul Pogba now has five assists in his first two weeks – I did not see much of this match, so I don't know if it was still defensive tracking back Pogba. But I saw that he showed up on the score sheet again. Pogba is, I would say, Pogba is way more advanced than I would have ever guessed after two weeks. Okay. That's true. In a way that I, I just, and the stats bear that out. He, it seems like he's having fun. It seems like he either has a point to yeah, prove. Yeah, yeah, he's on a he's contract here. Fun. What a coincidence. <laughs> well, Scott, I don't give a shit. Sure. I want him to produce for my fantasy team. I don't care if it's a contract it. here or not. I don't care if you like him or not. I don't care that you don't like him because he's playing well in a contract here. I don't care. For my fantasy team, what's he doing? And he's helping me out. You know, I'll take my Mason Greenwood points. And uh, and feel a lot better about myself. Do you want to have me, a you want to have a Mason it. Greenwood Paul Pogba bet? Ooh, that's a Brian. I'm conflicted because I I like both of those guys. <laughs> Brian, I am not. Don't you want to drum up something here for us? Um, Are we looking at overall man, points? Like who's uh, going to score more overall points this season? I let's like... make this let's make this fun. Let's make it maybe a two parter and or just a, a a half season. I love so, you. So to Boxing Day. Who has more points through Boxing Day? Counting the matches on Boxing Day? Counting the matches, no, not counting Boxing Day. So okay. up to Boxing Day, Boxing Day does not count. All right, Pogba or Greenwood. Um, Would you take that bet straight up? So here's the thing. Fantasy I'm gonna points, think, not goals. I understand. Assists. Totally understand. Totally agree with that. I'm going to think this through out loud and say that there's a couple of variables okay. that we don't know about with this bet. Okay. And their names are... Marcus Rashford and Jaden Sanchez. Jaden, yeah, Jaden. Um, I was gonna say I love the betting aggression here, but I don't like that you're hating on each other's guy. I, <laughs> I feel like both guys. There's way more. I would say it's riskier for 
betting on Greenwood, though. Yeah, I agree with Greenwood Scott. is most likely I mean, to come it's out. Fine if you're scared, you know, don't don't buy him. <laughs> no one's scared no, 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 here. Look, but, but no one's scared here. I'm just saying though, I'm going to feel better about myself with Mason Greenwood, a very nice lad, as Scott, opposed to you, Paul Pogba, who we all know to be an ass. Do you feel better owning Greenwood, knowing that his competition is Rashford and Sancho, or do you feel better owning Diego Jota? With his competition being Roberto Firmino and Divac Origi, uh, it depends on when you're asking that question. I well, know you're right asking me now, right now. I know you're asking me right now. I don't give I like, a crap about five weeks from now. I want to know right now. I, I have Mason Greenwood in my lineup because I liked him for the start of the season. I don't know that I keep him once I play my first half wild card. I don't know when that's going to be. Joda, if you're looking at the two guys straight up, would you rather Joda? Is my answer right now? Would you rather Jota? Jota for sure. You can't go there because you already have three Liverpool players. Is that right? So is Jota off the board for uh, you? No, I could go to Jota. So I only be, have two. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm wrong. I have three. Okay, TAA, I have three. So Jota's not an option. TAA, Samikas, and Salah. But Samikas is probably going to be my one free transfer this week because Samikas is probably I have one to out use it me. or lose it, and so I might as well use it somewhere. No, I, I Samikas agree. might be it. And I'm probably after I get my. After I bank my one tenth, he's unfortunately going out for me as well. Yeah, who are you going to bring in for him? Another low price guy, probably the Southampton guy, the four zero guy, because <sighs> I'm trying to I'm trying to bank some. I sighed, Brian. Do you want to know why I sighed? Why? Why? I want to do the same move. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm trying Look, to. We bank talked. Some we Lukaku talked about money. the guy. It's not. It's not a. It's not a big secret. So here's the other thing, Lukaku. Yeah, well, technically, I think Dave is buying a different guy because he called him Livermento. Okay. I'm going to buy Livermento. Good. Yes. Livermento. <laughs> Livermentos. Be a great flavor. Absolutely. Right? Some absolutely people who not. Love livers. Would Some love... people do love liver. I don't understand that, but yeah. Understood. But they would I, love I would a Livermentos. I would just go with what Scott said. So. Thank you, Brian. I would go. That's twice on this. With one. <laughs> that. So Lukaku's going up a tenth tonight. Guess what? I don't care. Why? I don't care. Because I'm making a tenth in my pocket because I'm about to sell Simikas. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Right? Great insight. Yes. So I'm about to make that. So I don't care. So I, I've been been watching the prices, trying to figure out if I need to rush, do this or that. I think you might it's have more enough. important you... to me this time of year that I don't lose a tenth on someone as opposed to not gaining a tenth on someone. Mm-hmm. Because once you lose it this early, it's just really tough to get back. Like, hey, remember last season when I lost two tenths on Keenan Davis? Man, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guy who just would never a chance to get nothing. This nothing like having Keenan Davis on your bench and making him go from 4.5 to 4.3. <laughs> making him go. Mm-hmm. Let's come Love off of United point. and right. Liverpool for a minute because we've covered places two through six in overall points just by talking about United and Liverpool. We have not talked about the top scoring midfielder yet. Guy we mentioned last week, Saeed Benrahma of West Ham. Yeah, man. I, is he negative four, essential? Oh, my gosh. I just have complete regret. So I, I remember preseason, the interview. Now, granted, b- before the season starts, there's a lot of guys I want on my team, right? Uh, I'm constantly looking at guys I want on my team. I wanted Ben Rama on my team. But instead, I decided to go with Salah, Son, Havertz, Smith-Rowe, and James Ward-Prowse. Smith-Rowe, the enabler, James Ward-Prowse, I have to have. So then Havertz, Son, Salah <laughs> felt money about that, right? Because I also wanted a piece of the Chelsea machine. I just didn't know what part. And then, of course, Havertz doesn't start week one. He starts week two, but he's not in my team because I sold him for Paul Pogba. 
who actually I knew was actually playing. So Havertz, of course, starts, doesn't actually get much of the pie against a uh, poor Arsenal squad. All that being said, gosh, why can I not find a spot for Ben Rama in my team? I don't know how you Antonio, I don't I don't know how you can't. Antonio was was all he was like was all over Ben Rama to start the season, saying how good he was gonna be. And anyone who was watching or paying attention to anything that was going on knew how good Ben Rama was gonna be. Two twelves back to back. Uh, two, uh, four total bonus points, two and two in each of the matches. I, I'm not sure why uh, you're not owning him. Okay, he is a six point one. Yes, and and look, he is Scott. Absolutely, your question you asked on all the other guys that we discussed earlier is he worth a uh, minus four? Yes, he's at a six point one. So he has he went up yesterday. And I'm sure he's probably going to go up. Yeah, he can't not go up again. Uh, he's probably going up tonight, so he might actually go up back to back days where he might be a six two. You can only go up point two per week. So if they've already gone up a point two, they're not going to go that like you're maxed out. Mm-hmm. So he and or Antonio, um, they're they're both going up this evening. So. Brian, I'm going to ask you this question. Yep. Because I know that you'll be honest with me. Harvey Barnes is currently in my midfield. Okay. 7 0. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I've been talking about these two two free transfers that I have, should I go down knowing that Harvey Barnes is about to play Norwich? Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't Lester play Norwich? Yeah, they sure three? do. Uh, should I go down now from Harvey Barnes to Saeed Ben Rama? Call it a hunch. But based on the way Lester lost today, I think they might obliterate Norwich next week. Hmm. Want to make Eve Basuma Harvey Barnes in my midfield. Oh, I yeah. want I want five playable midfielders and I want Harvey Barnes to be uh to be the fourth. I'm really torn on him and Mason Mount as to make a fifth midfielder. And so I could do that. Sun out could make the money to make that happen. Um hmm. but no, my feeling is Harvey Barnes played what sixty-eight minutes, I think, and seventy-one. Like he played to like they, we already know based on what Brendan Rodgers said that he's not completely up to full like full match fitness, but he's obviously good enough to play a majority of the match. So I just I they had a chance just to you just have a hunch. Tr- you they had a, a chance just to pack it in and try to minimize the damage. And maybe try to nick a counterattacking goal, and then kind of, and then hope for the best. And they didn't. They changed the formation. They went like all out attack, and they decided to get crushed today. Which I feel like that's good. I would like you don't want to you you don't want your side to lose four one, but you want your team to go for it. It's Leicester. They're supposed to be top six contenders, and you would just think like, yeah, this is what you're supposed to do. We're supposed to have the personnel to do that, and they tried, and it didn't work. I would just think they're not going to have uh, Iozzi Perez uh, get a red card next week. Right. Um, also, I mean, to, to your uh, Ian Acho point, maybe it, now that first choice sub striker Iozzi Perez is suspended for three matches, maybe second choice striker Ian Acho can get a start next week. True. So that's another, I mean, well that's said, another Brian. option. I just think that I, I, I don't like that to me. Playing Norwich right now is like I don't know what 
cosmic curse has fallen upon Norwich City, but this start of the season <laughs> schedule is just so awful. I mean, it's like they're it's like they're, it's like you're going to start the season by being relegated. Well, I'll tell you, you don't what deserve it is. to be here. Here, play these seven teams. They're going to crush Scott, you. They've and, been the the yo yo team. Yeah, and the, the cosmic curse is stop. Stop being the yo-yo team. Quit coming up and just making money and then dropping back down. You need to stay in the championship. I hope that the Premier League schedule sends Norwich City Canaries back down to the championship and below for forever. I I, hope they never come back. I have (laughs) Ben Rama. I'm glad that I do. If I had Harvey Barnes and didn't have Ben Rama, I would probably do anything that I could possibly do to find somebody other than Barnes to get to Ben Brian, Rama. a couple questions I want to I want to clarify. So in both games, who scored had him rating at a 6.2? In both games in the Premier League bonus point structure, in one in the first game against Wolves, he had a minus 1. In the second game, he had 5 5 points. Harvey to the, Barnes to the bonus point. You're talking structure. about Harvey Barnes? Harvey Barnes. Yeah. Those statistics that I mentioned are referencing things that don't necessarily track goals and assists, and that's why I'm looking at them. It, I agree with you. I feel like Harvey Barnes is a good player, and, and he's on the verge of exploding. When I look a little deeper into the numbers from other sites, it seems like let's, bonus, the bonus point structure doesn't tell you everything that happens in the match, but – it tells you who's doing things besides just scoring and assisting. Yeah. Typically. And so it just strikes me that Harv doesn't show up. Yeah, because you're not, because you haven't gotten anywhere close to the Harvey Barnes. He's, he's a preseason guy whose form did not carry over into these first two matches okay. of the season. Okay. He's had one shot. That, Fair- like that, the, the thing about him last season, especially like, at the beginning of the season, when I was like, like I was trying to build the Harvey Barnes bandwagon, sure, it was because he was in the top ten easily among midfielders, and he was hardly playing, and he was still top ten in shots and shots on target and all those things. I'm not denying two, any of that. Two matches so far, he has barely kicked the ball, and but so I, so that yes, that is concerning. It's, it's concerning and curious, right? Yeah, and it's I would say the same thing about Vardy. Like Vardy had a really prolific game one, and this today just bar- was barely in it. I think that was a little bit like West Ham just kind of smothered them, and then Iozzi Perez. It, is it fair to say that maybe it just don't love the Lester Mojo at the moment. Like, is there uh, is there I don't know. things going on there, or am I looking too deep? And we need to move on. I think we. I, I don't want to dwell on this. I think we wait and see how they do against Norwich. If if there's still no Mojo against Norwich, then it's probably time to really look hard at, at what is worth having. You know there. what's going to happen? Kalechi's going to come in. Have I a hope brace. so. I hope so because I'm planning to keep him in, in that matchup. And Brian just talked me into keeping Barnes. It means no Ben Rama. I can't get rid of. I think you're wrong there. I w- if I was I you, I can't do it. I would keep you without getting Kalechi? rid of someone. Do you have, have Kalechi? You do, right? I do. Keep him, and you need to sell Barnes and get Ben Rama. That'd be well. You have you have Simicast. You have two transfers, though, right? I have two transfers. That's what I would do. But I, I don't have the, the money. Doesn't work. What do you mean the money? Does, oh, it doesn't. Okay, fair enough. So I don't, I don't know what to do unless I'm transferring out someone like Ruben Diaz or Luke Shaw. To make that work, with Shaw the hasn't transfer. done much. He's killing me. 
Uh, Luke <laughs> he, Shaw. He, he finally assisted. Fair no, enough, Luke Shaw got bonus points. That's got, how he got his points know, against Southampton, which is inexplicable considering so he low, didn't like, really do anything. I, I'm I'm really baffled enough. by his score this week. And they're going okay. to Wolves. Wolves have looked not good. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I saw the four. I thought. He got I think they've looked okay. I think the assists. He's got two bonus. I think points. Wolves looked okay, especially against Spurs. No, I thought um, that I thought they looked much. Wolves better. looked better. They did yeah. look better for sure. They did. But they just need someone to score, and if no one can score for you know them, who right, looks then, good, yeah. and no one's talking about him. Is Adama Traore? Well, Brian's. Brian's. Adama Traore. Brian's Tottenham Hotspur, looking good. Uh, no one's talking about possible, possible Spurs, possible, per, possible Spurs, Spurs, Spurs transfer. Adama Traore. By the way, we Spurs glossed over points. this. Points are points. I'll give them. The, I'll give them that. Spurs won the match. They won it on the basis of a dodgy penalty earned by Deli Ali. There's nothing to be proud of in that match. For Spurs, whatsoever they won the match, Scott. Other, yeah, I told you points that's how I led. Are points are points. points, but there's you're not Here's excited the about the how they won. The brilliant thing that Spurs have done in a long time is you know what they did? They didn't win midweek and bounce themselves out of the. They're not se- bounced. The that secondary was a, European. That was a two leg turn, a two leg uh, fixture. They haven't completely. They're going to host yet. that Portuguese club or whatever it is uh, again in this midweek. They should mail it in. <laughs> we'll Anyways, see what they on. do. All right. All right, let's talk about a couple uh, honorable mention to a couple other midfielders who have put in two decent game weeks so far. We mentioned Mason Mount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am happy to be a Mason Mount owner, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to change that. No, at any point I wouldn't. Either. I wouldn't do that at all. The ceiling is only getting higher with the presence of Romelu Lukaku. Can I give you some Mason Mount stats, or do we need sure. to move on? No, go ahead. Just that Mason Mount. I would assume his assist, which he should have had two assists, if it's not for Lena's fingertips. Lukaku has two goals true. against your That's guys, true. and Mount put that second ball that the the header that Lukaku put off the fingertip onto the onto the bar would have been. I mean, that was perfect. It was an absolutely perfect Mason Mount pass. I don't know how his assist here in this game is not a sign of many to come. Six shots in the first two weeks is second only to Lukaku uh, among all among all blues. He's created four chances in the first two weeks, tied with Reese James, and he's second only to Marcus Alonso on Chelsea. He's created three big chances, which is the most in the league, tied with Mo Salah. He's not terrible. He's getting into the box enough. It's just he's not ever going to shoot in the box. So he's taken a lot of shots, but only one has been in the box. You that's, never like that's, it. That's typical Mason Mount, yeah, I would say. Yeah, you never say. like it when your forward is only getting assists, but you don't mind when your seven-and-a-half-priced midfielder is no, getting a lot and of I, assists. I, no, and I would just say like the fact that he is taking shots, whether they're inside the box or outside the box, I don't really care when They'll it's go Mason in Mount. Yes, exactly. They're going to go in a, a, eventually, and... I would just think that the the volume of assists is only going to go up. He's going to score five and six points, and then when he does actually score, yeah. it'll be double digits. What he, do you dislike about what that? What if he has a? What if with the arrival of Lukaku and the the front that they have, Dave? What if he has a Mesut Özil type assist season? I don't think that's entirely far fetched, given this, given the the potency of this team. No, no, I agree. Uh, I think Lukaku. His, you know, my, I wanted to, I was, you know, obviously public. I said in this podcast, I want to see him come in and see how it goes. Uh, he's great. He's fine. 
Uh, whether it's Arsenal <laughs> or whoever, he is great. He has stepped in yeah. like he's played in the league, and of course, and honestly, maybe uh, you know, of course, you could say, well, of course, he jumped in fine. He he's been he's played in the league before he knows it. He's been at this club, so not only has he played in the league, he's been at this club. He knows what to expect. He is a professional, and he is awesome. So sure, this does not surprise me at all. Now. I look at how do I get him into my team. The only caveat is, is you know, Scott, you'd be very proud of me. At this point, through two weeks, I've made one transfer, and that was last week. Didn't take a negative. So you've not taken, you've not used your transfer for game week three. I have yet. not used it yet. Okay. Now I might take a negative four this week, but it, it's just going to depend on if I want to get Lukaku in. I might make okay. a subtle move because they are going to be playing. I don't think he's going to go up again before they play Liverpool. And I don't think he's going to have a massive game against Liverpool. Therefore, I don't think his price rise is going to be so huge that I can't overcome it. My current team squad price is a salty 100.8. So after nice. two weeks, my team, the players I have, has is, is gone up, and I've gained a true tenth with Antonio, which I don't, who I don't plan to get rid of, and a true tenth with... Samikas, who I, who I do plan to get rid of. So, therefore, like I said earlier, I think I can use that tenth that I'm going to make when I sell him. And to use get it, Mason Mount. Use it towards oh, Lukaku, to Lukaku if I choose, choose to do it. But, look, as you guys have said and other people have said, there's so many ways to score points. It's true. In, this in season right now, football, especially. And this front lines. Yep. And look, Harry Kane hasn't even showed up to the party yet. So, there is ways to do it. There's, there's so many guys I want to own. I want Shota. I want Greenwood. Yeah. Like, I can't get all the guys that I want into my team. And, you know. And because they didn't have big game weeks, too. Correct. Sala, Bruno, like these premium guys. We're not even talking about them. We're talking about all the discount guys. Be- because they played on the road and or they just didn't have a massive haul right. like they right. did the first week. I mean, right? literally, you could. I mean, there are probably. Same with a, Sun. Same with Sun. True. Yeah, yeah. There's like 11 midfielders that you could be really excited to have. I've got Sala, Mount, Greenwood, Barnes. I and a you know and Barnes has been down, but he's about to play Norwich. Barnes, I like that midfield. Barnes, Barnes for Ben Rama. That's the move you need to make. <laughs> Barnes not, for I'm, Ben. I'm Rama. not tempted by that. You're, you're a crazy man. So I, back to Ma- so back to Mason Mount. Mason Mount's awesome. Uh, look, I said in the beginning of the season, I, I was so nervous because I did not have any Chelsea or City players on my team. I ended up settling on, on Kai Havertz. Felt pretty good about that. I still think he's going to be awesome. Has he done anything in the first two weeks? No, mainly because he played the first week, midweek, uh, 120 minutes against Villarreal, and then or 90 minutes or whatever it was. I don't remember. Yeah, he played, no, he played and extra then, time. So too, he yeah. subbed in the first week. He starts second week. Kai Havertz at, at what, like a 7-5, I think he is, is a fantastic own. I do not own him at the moment, but I would absolutely consider it. All right. Hey, but Mason Mount. Mason Mount currently – is the midfielder that I would want if I was a Chelsea, uh, if I wanted to own a piece of Chelsea. Dave, we're going to keep it with you. We're going to okay. keep it in London. We're going to mm. take it to the red part of London. We're going to talk about Arsenal. It's a faded red at the moment. Brentford defeated Arsenal in game week one, but we talked about how that was Brentford's Super Bowl, World Cup final, What you know? insert you know, massive insert sports event sure. here. And then continuing to be racked by COVID and COVID scares, uh, they lose to Chelsea 
by that same scoreline. Was it not? 2 nil. It was. 2 2, two right. nil for sure. All right, Dave. I've seen, it's not hard to find, uh, Arsenal supporters and Arsenal fan groups who want to see Arteta out. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand currently in the state of your club? The easy thing to do is that. The easy thing to do is just bring some in someone else. That's what Chelsea does. <laughs> Which not honestly, even Chelsea does it after two matches, though. Look, I, I'm going to be <laughs> so, look. Uh, I Tuchel had pretty much the same players that Lampard did, and he turned them into a better team. So, is it possible that someone comes in and turns this Arsenal team into a better team? Maybe, but. I would say this on the flip side of that, and yes, I'm frustrated. To all the Arsenal fans out there that might be listening to this, listen, Arteta got some tactics wrong. Okay, Reese James, the first half of this game, had a – like no one was marking he, him. It he, was it was one of the biggest tactical blunders I've seen in a long time. It was unbelievable. So I will say this for Arteta. He's been there for a few games now. This is the first true tactical blunder that he got wrong. Okay, so, so let's not crucify him on the fact that he gets this wrong every time. Let's not forget it's easy, okay, to remember what happened this past weekend. Let's not forget that he played Chelsea three times last year and he beat them all three times. This week, he didn't. He got the tactics wrong. Yes, some stuff happened with COVID again. Ben White can't all of a sudden suit up. And, you know, it's the same drama that happened the week before with Brentwood. All of a sudden, last second, it's another guy can't show up. Other guys are wondering if they're going to be able to play. Whatever. We can go on and on. I think this. I think Arteta's going to be okay. I like him. Now, maybe maybe I can't see through the truth, and a lot of other Arsenal fans might say, yeah, you're blinded by it, but maybe. Maybe, maybe that's the case. I just feel like this. In a rebuild, which Arsenal has truly committed to doing based on their signings and who they brought in, all their signings have been young players. And I just think that if you're going to commit to a rebuild, truly commit to it. Don't sell your manager who's been the centerpiece of the rebuild up the river after two or three games when, when you know, you're playing the, the, the Premier League opener, a night game at Brentford, where – and all, your two starting strikers can't play. No one knows why. They're not even in the squad to start the match, and you got other guys who are waiting on COVID results to know if they can even play in the match. Okay, this is this is pregame, mm-hmm. and then you walk out, and it feels like Red Star Belgrade in on the ground, <laughs> <laughs> like, and you're like, what's going on? Minus the violence, to be clear, for <laughs> sure. Like again, anyone wants to see what what amazing, what uh, such an unbelievable atmosphere in a football match. Uh, look up Red Star Belgrade and their rival. I can't think of, forgive me, other rival name. It's oh, gosh, Blue Star Belgrade. It's not. Stop that. Anyways, oh. look that up uh, in like their best Red matches. Red Star Belgrade always reminds me of Homestar Runner. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can, I can understand that. <laughs> anyway, back to Arsenal. Bottom line is this. No, it's two games. Look, if anyone looks at the schedule, no one's truly expecting us to beat Chelsea and or beat City this upcoming week. As I say, week. it's about to get worse for a week. Probably. Yeah. For sure. But, uh, yes, you look at it and go, yeah, we should beat Bre- uh, Brentford. Yes, you're right. Okay. We we say that there were some weird circumstances. It didn't happen. So are we really going to, over the last year and a half, sell this manager up the road for one bad result against Brentford? 
because we probably weren't expecting him to beat Chelsea. That's right. And or beat City anyways. By the way, you're you're looking to do that in literally in the midst of a COVID crisis. A, in for terms sure. of selection, I'm not saying in terms of like life or death crisis. I'm saying selection selection crisis. crisis. You don't have you don't have everyone there. Dave, I completely agree. Now, if you look at you know, I, I actually thought about you. No, again, lot. Arteta got tactics wrong. All that being said, they did fix it in the second half, but they whatever. Did. It's but too it late. Was too little, it's too, too late. late. Too little, too late. I I agree with you, and the fact that they are like, are you actually rebuilding or not? Because if you're not, Arteta out maybe. Let's see after the COVID crisis, you know, mitigates itself and, and you actually have an Arteta who can pick the squad he wants to pick. Right. If you are rebuilding, then you're right. He's your guy. You stick with him, right? Right, for, right. Like, I went through that for a few years with Jurgen Klopp as a Liverpool fan. Not every result was great. You know, they had to fight their way through. I mean, they. I, I remember this epic match where they beat Norwich in the closing seconds and Jurgen Klopp broke his glasses right. celebrating that. Right. Like right. you have these results that are just like, you know, why are we barely getting past this club? But it's part of the rebuild. It's part of the process. Yeah. So if you're in the process, you commit to it. You got to commit to it. For sure. It just seems stupid, uh, especially, and, and everyone's hung up on this. Oh, Arsenal spent 130 million. They're the biggest spender in the transfer window. True. Are you kidding me? Well, United and City and or Chelsea will drop a hundred mil on one player. They just that player hasn't showed up yet. Yeah, but here's the so thing. So Arsenal signed uh, five players for 130. Yes. And and they're, they're all t- 23 and under. And you touted that in our Slack workspace during this weekend as a good thing. And I'm going to tell you right now that that is actually the one thing that's against Arsenal right now. Let me take you back to last season. Okay. Wolves made a few signings, and Brian promoted them as wonder kid signings. Like, this is great for Wolves. Fabio Silva. The two that this stand is out, his year. The two that stand out are <laughs> Fabio Silva and Ryan Aitnori. Yeah, Aitnori. It's his year, too. They were both like 18, 19 last year when they were signed. Wonder kids, great talents, right? Sure. Yeah. And then Wolves. Had some injury issues. Obviously, the most prominent one was Raul, right? They needed the next man up. And the next man up was an 18-year-old kid who wasn't ready. Now, he might be great in three years. He was not ready when needed it's fair. last year. It's fair. Last year, you you came at me a lot as Liverpool was going through its injury crisis. For sure. You were saying, it's got to be next man up. Doesn't matter. Next man up. It's got to right. happen. I looked at Arsenal's Well, no, lineup. no, no. My, my problem was they didn't have any men up. Well. Liverpool only started the year with three center backs last year. We will debate that until our graves. Anyways. But anyway. All right. I looked at Arsenal's squad this past weekend, and I didn't see any players who at least didn't belong. It was a next man up lineup. For sure. You had guys, new signings. Like, yes, it probably wasn't the ideal 11, but you had a Premier League lineup that started. Yes. It wasn't Chelsea-worthy. For sure. But it was a Premier League lineup that yep. started and got beat. I wasn't I wasn't uh, horribly upset about the lineup. So let's look at these. I, I'm looking at five names right now that were signed. Real quick. Nuno Tavares. He Love came him. On I wish he would have started. I, I wish he would have started on the other side for Suarez. But anyways, continue. Yeah, Cedric Suarez. That's maybe the one guy who's not Premier League worthy. What in the world? Why is well, he starting? Well, he's a backup, but he's not a starter. Because Anyways. because they don't have Bellerin to put out there. Because yeah. they need to get rid of because, because they need to sell, to sell Bellerin. Bellerin. Yeah. Is Sambi Premier League ready right now? I love that kid. That kid had a great had a great match. Okay. So so Sambi so Lukanga. Yep. Yep. All right, Ben White. 
I liked him against Brentford. He stood out to me against Brentford. He he, 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 he was it. the COVID guy this week. And he was the COVID guy this and, week. And he won't be ready for Chelsea. But the, also, the criticism on him was cannot win a ball in the air to, so, to save his life. We'll see. Fair enough. Okay. I haven't I haven't seen enough. Right. That was the one knock against him was that he can't do that. And so the question is whether or not he's going to be – like if it might have even been worse had he been out there against Lukaku. So you might have dodged a bullet on that. Maybe. We'll Number see. four, by the way, we didn't say this before, Lukaku versus Virgil is something I'm already pumped about for Game Week 3. It's going to be amazing wow. to watch. Yeah. It's going to be fun. All right. Number four signing, Martin Odegaard. Just happened. Too soon. Too soon to know. Like, we know what he looks like at he, Arsenal he, from last he year. He was good last year. I was going to say, he, was, he had some moments. He, sure. he had moments last year, for sure. But, but they just signed him, so it's too soon for this season. Number five, this is the one that does, I, I, you're going to have to help me understand this one. I, I don't understand this one. Aaron Ramsdale for $30 million. Well, again, it, it's them saying to everyone publicly at mea culpa, um, we effed up. So. Yeah, but Lino's your guy. Like, is no, he's gonna- not. He's not. Any Arsenal fan, Emiliano Martinez made us realize that Leno's not that good. So, honestly, I'd say start Ramsdale tomorrow. And and Lino's either your backup or discount sale at this point. Yep. Okay. That That's what I would do. I so would just Aaron say, F it, bring in Ramsdale. Arsenal. Ramsdale has already said, I'm absolutely going for the number one I'm getting one shirt. that shirt. Yeah, yep. he, and yeah, I and love it. I, I love say, that attitude. He, he'll get it. He probably will get it. That type and you're of okay attitude. With that. I, I want Sheffield I, United's. I have seen enough. Aaron Ramsdale. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I. I mean, I, don't I think want it was, someone. It wasn't Ramsdale's fault. I want someone no, to step no, on the pitch with some bravado. And Martinez would step on the pitch with some bravado yeah, and but, and be commanding back there. And just seeing Ramsdale in that. Um, in that interview and him saying, this is what I want. And then him, the also other uh, excerpt clips of him uh, commenting on the fact that we need to move on from Arsenal. Him, this isn't his exact quote, but bottom line saying last time he was in Arsenal, he walked in and said, saying one day I'm going to be playing in some place like this. Like this is something that he has strived and, and, you know, had always dreamed about. He is there and his attitude is, I'm gonna make this happen. Okay. So I love that. I love that attitude. And Leno, Leno gives me no confidence in much of what he does. He's made way too many mistakes. He did have it, that nice save on the look. Lukaku. Look, we've seen Ramsdale play a lot of matches. Yeah. Do we ever remember a completely boneheaded mistake? No. No. But, and he's had Bournemouth and Sheffield defenders playing in front of him to this point. My point exactly. We can think back to multiple. Leno mistakes. He made England. I feel like that should be enough, isn't it? <laughs> it probably is. All right. So with all that said, all that did did Arsenal though make the Wolves mistake last season? Of oh no! Wait. Am I thinking of? Am I, am I confusing him with Sam Johnston? I don't remember anymore. Euro was so twenty twenty. Brian, yeah. we're, we're moving forward. All right. all right. All right. Did Arsenal make the mistake, Dave, of buying for the future and forgetting about the present? Odegaard will be an instant starter. Lukanga is an instant starter. I would start Ramsdale, but they need they needed to do make a move. And, and Leno is 28, 30-ish. I don't remember. Shoot me, I should know. And Ramsdale's twenty three. So Tavares belongs in there. White. I, I love Nuno Tavares. Um, and in theory, I, all five of those guys could start today. I, but is Arsenal a winner if they all start? They need to fix some things tactically. You know what's interesting is we talked last year about how 
Arteta could never find the right recipe, right? The ingredients never quite worked to make a delicious yeah. dish. Well, in that starting and, and let's not forget part party Thomas Partey. You can't count on him for more than eight matches a season. Man, I don't know what's going on. He does seem to have the injury bug, uh, but I would love to see him and Luke and Sambi Lukanga back there next to each other. That could be interesting. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. At the moment, I don't love the fact that Granite Xhaka is the LRD, but we'll just happen to see how this goes. <laughs> what a fascinating turn of events. All right, let's talk about the defenders. I, I did have an open letter. Uh, oh, I'm we, sorry. We've talked so much, okay, I don't even know yeah, if it's re- worth it. Yeah, read it. Go for it. We love your letters. I mean, we, we could just cast it aside at this point. Can it just be you saying, why? <laughs> why? Like kind of drawing that we'll out. We'll do a little it, bit. and then if it's if this whole thing goes too long, I'll cut everything. Dear Arsenal, how have you been? How did the preseason preparations go? I've been excited to see the team and see the improvements that have been made. I see that you had five signings so far, with the the oldest being 23, Ramsdale, the the backup keeper. Still can't believe the Martinez fiasco. We'll just let that go. Please, try not to let that happen again. I know that clubs will make mistakes, and that is just one tough pill to swallow. I hear that COVID's still causing problems with the club. I hate to hear that. It's hard enough to be a club, and it's so much harder when COVID is involved. I also saw that Brentford and Chelsea games produced undesired results. That is disappointing can't say that I expected to beat Chelsea and City, although we haven't played them yet, when we first saw the schedule, but getting thumped at Brentford really hurt. Understand that I'm constantly rooting for you and the manager regardless of the results. Seeing the results this season is very disappointing. Many are blaming the manager, but I think he needs some more time. I believe that we need to see some positive results see them quickly or it might be time to look in a different managerial direction keep your head up don't forget to smile it's early (laughs) season isn't lost it's true by the way let me final word on arteta all these stats are out there now about how his results match unai emery's results in the amount of time that he had at arsenal that's all bogus that's 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 stats working like manipulation of stats these first it's looking two games, at stats of what you want to see. Exactly. These first two games, I'm sorry, they they count to the extent that they count. <laughs> For sure. But they don't count when you're evaluating Mikel Arteta as manager. When that man is having to deal with what he's having to deal with in a pandemic, it does not count as yeah. far as how he is as a manager. You have to you have to look at it a little differently. I neglected to mention that Mateus Click of Leeds also made the dream team in game week two. He scored a nice goal here. Uh, in that match. Uh, I wish he was classed as a defender, but he's not. No. Let's talk about it. Wait, why isn't, why isn't Arteta just handsome Unai Emery? He is handsome Unai Emery. Is he though? If he, if he was, I think if Arteta was also a little bit odd looking, like a weird South American vampire, he would have been fired a long time ago. I think they would have fired him in the same time frame. I think he's getting the, I think he's getting the advantage of being handsome. If Unai and, Emery is, and having nice eyes, this is hey, John hey. Hamm in that in those episodes <laughs> of Thirty Rock when he's just he hits the perks of being handsome. If Unai Emery was a cartoon, <laughs> would so he true. be Dracula in Transylvania? Host? Yes, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yes, okay, yeah. yes, he is Dracula. All right, yeah. Good evening.
right. Five defenders made the dream team. It was a great week for defenders. Reese James tops them all, followed by Tyrone Mings at Villa. Oh, man. Shane Duffy at Brighton. Own them all. Laporte at uh, City. Own no. them all. No, you and don't. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Own Laporte. them all. You would own Laporte. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, not Laporte. Man, I love TAA. I wish I owned. I wanted Duffy's in my uh, my Lukaku plans. I, in my, uh, my Dina out Duffy in okay. to try to make some money for Lukaku. So we'll see. Duffy might end up in the team. Although if Veltman comes in, Brian does that throw a wrench in. You know what? I don't know because I don't know how Graham Potter is going to see it. If he has loyalty to players who performed last season, or if he's going to take the hot hand. The Duncan Duffy show, right? Duncan Duffy are back together. The yeah, they're back together together again. again. They're performing. I feel like why would you break that up? I mean, uh, Brighton starts off this the year with two wins. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. Duffy. I mean, he's the most prolific. Not just he's not just the, like one of the top scoring defenders. He's taking. He's got like the same amount of shots that some midfielders and forwards. Right. <laughs> like he has like seven or eight attempts on goals. Duffy so comes far. into this, the game is playing on playing on borrowed time and just says, "F yeah, it, I'm gonna start I'm launching for it. shots." Yeah, I know. I he might not lose that spot. I don't Fair know. Enough. I don't know. You know what's gonna get me because I tried it. Uh, not that anyone cares, but I have the Sanchez Steel uh, goalkeepers, and it got me. I tried to bring in in my Lukaku plans, just trying to tinker and tanker with things, and try to bring in Duffy and and Basuma. I yeah. couldn't do it because now I have. You already Brighton had two, yeah. Because of the <laughs> David Steele. Yeah, that's Sanchez why. Yeah, problem. that's why I have Ben Foster as my four O goalkeeper. Um, I should change. I would love to talk about Reese James. Reese James. It's a complete stud. Brian, what say you? Just that, like, this is this is all I wanted to see. I just wanted to see him start and play, and it's... And not be defended by anyone at Arsenal. And it's more, yeah, it was, it was just... I think that's the... Not to go back to Arsenal, but I feel like this it was one of the most obvious... I mean, maybe it was obvious for the... For the pundits, so the Graham was so, screaming so, at the I'm, TV. I'm just saying, like I they, can see it developing right. on the fucking TV. And I would say Marcus Alonso just didn't get the ball passed to him. How much like longer? Six or seven times where he's just standing alone Ryan, on the other side. Both of those guys just completely like they had free reign, and for whatever reason, they just did not ever stop. Reese James at any point. And even after they kind of keyed back on him, I feel like he was still really good. Is Kieran Tierney hurt also, by the way, again? That's it's not Arsenal, good for it's you guys. Arsenal curse. I, 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 Although, at least he has some backup in this kid, uh, this kid Tavares. So sure. That's not horrible, but he's not Tierney. Tierney's stats when he plays are stupid good. When I have a chance to triple up once the fixtures start turning for Chelsea, my Chelsea triple up might be Christensen, Reese James. No, it's going to be Alonzo, Reese James, and Mason Mount. Okay, so I, I might so, just roll with those guys I, and, take, and take the points I get this from them when they're in. Will you let me ask an important question? Sure. What is Ben Chilwell doing? There's no triangle next to his name. He got. He's not either match fit. Either he's not ready to start. But I think also that that seems to have been the point is that Alonso fits better with this Tuchel scheming. Tuchel likes Alonso. Frank Lampard didn't want Alonso nope. or Azpilicueta in his team. Yeah, don't forget that, Dave. Chilwell was a Lampard guy. He was a Lampard era signing, 
ever since Tuchel came back, I mean, I think it was the very first match Tuchel managed. Marcus Alonso all of a sudden is back. And, and we're I, like, wait, what? And I would say, too, not starting Reese James and having a back three of Rudiger, Christensen, Azpilicueta is, that works so, I mean, Azpilicueta looks completely rejuvenated when he only has to do a little bit of work and yeah. doesn't have to constantly be moving up and up and down the way by, Reese by James does. By the way, does. the dark arts, Azpilicueta went to that school. Uh, there was a couple set pieces where he was literally pulling people down. You know what? He's not the he's not the only one. I mentioned this. I, I've I've been doing some Monday morning uh, videos, kind of my non FPL thoughts, and putting them on our social media. Scott, a couple two not last year, two years ago or three years ago, you and I were ranting about. What does it take to get a foul on a corner kick when guys are piece. just getting yeah. mugged? No, yeah. it's it's it worse feels than, like it's it feels like ever. that's happening again. It's worse than ever. It's happening everywhere, but it's definitely worse than ever on. And set of pieces. course, I noticed it in this in the Arsenal match. Yeah. but still, it was happening. And of course, the veterans are the guys getting away with. There it. were sure. at least there was at least two times in that match where someone had a one on one or at least had a decent had a decent angle to be able to attack Azpilicueta. And it was, whether it was his, like, just defensive brain, the way I think uh, Graham Lasso His positioning, said, I know exactly he, what you're It was just two about. heavy touches from, from players who otherwise would be way faster, way younger than him, that just had, a, that had an advantage and just didn't he play at their... He his guile. Right, he just, he just yeah. outplayed them defensively. He did. And I, I feel like that's just veteran defense brains yeah kicking in well and that the, and that's points. why he's playing in there that's not a shock and look we're not going to dwell on it arsenal deserved a penalty in that game and yes, they didn't did. get it yes, that did. hurts all the chelsea if they get that penalty assuming sure. they make it that hurts all the chelsea Reece james isn't the top scoring defender at that point no not because it, it yep. takes away six points at minimum he's still probably he's up there He's got a goal. He's still up there. He's got a goal. He's just not top scoring. I don't know who's. I don't know who's. I don't know who's outscoring. I didn't say he's off the dream team even. I just said he's not the top scoring defender of the game week. Alonzo and James are the two overall scoring defenders. All right. So again, getting back to this, is Alonzo? Do I need to worry about Chilwell coming in, or do I just play Alonzo? Yes. I just only in and or does Chilwell not play until European football? I just think it's only in generic, generic squad rotation. I think it's the same just because of just overall depth. There is no Emerson now. Emerson is loaned. So that that is the one guy who's now out of the picture. So, yeah, I think there's rotation. But if Alonzo... Chilwell is the best backup left back. Ever. Ever. <laughs> the history of football. Chelsea's depth is pretty good. Yeah, it's, so it's good. extremely Polisic good. Pulisic can't get a, a spot. I mean, look, Havertz, Hakeem Ziyech is going to is going to is sure. going to matter here at some point. Think? Yeah, because yeah. he was he was the preseason darling until he hurt, hurt his shoulder. Yeah. I, I he just, did come in off the bench in this Yeah, game. he's fit again. So, I, there are just so many guys I that love could this, factor the, like, in. I love the 70 minute mark Chelsea brings in Conte. Because his fitness is finally just getting back, I'm like, really, you freaking morons! You bring in like a <laughs> yeah, freaking Conte's coming in. Jeez, what the heck, dude. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, what if it's three out of four? What if it's three matches out of every four? That what? Uh, that they play. Who? Alonso. Like, yeah, yeah. Then you play, especially him. in in right? like this is a bad match. This was the start of a bad run of matches for them, and so red rated Arsenal. Turned out to not be a red-rated matchup as usual. So I just feel like 
it's not you're not expecting them Although to, Arsenal did beat them three times the year before. Sure. But I'm just thinking like this is not like it ends up not being the like it, it played out more the way that it seemed like on paper. I just think next week clean sheet, probably not. But any of the teams they play after Liverpool that isn't Manchester City, what's anybody gonna do? Are they gonna Spurs, Villa, like Leicester? Are you really counting on those guys to trouble this team well, all that much? It, it, I, I just don't Chelsea's think that coming it, off a couple good results. I'm not gonna you know you're was, not giving I'm not you're I'm not saying not they're champions, them. right? Of course I'm not. I'm not crowning them, no. Brian, like you are right now. Oh, they're the best team in Europe. <laughs> It will be fascinating because you will have the number one and number two overall scoring defenders playing, in theory, potentially the number three and number five overall uh, scoring for uh, defenders in TAA and Samikas. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. if it's not Samikas, then oh no, it's Andy Roberts. Right. And, uh, it's kind of amazing. It'll be fun to see how we do in defender points if we have those any of those guys when they're going up against each other. 2-2, two, two, and they all four get assists. It's possible. <laughs> it's, it's By the entirely way, it's in the realm of possibility. By possible. the way, dumb yeah. on me. This is one of those things, uh, a regret of the week, uh, Dave's re- regret of the week, not being wise enough to see, because I never felt comfortable captaining Salah because of his stat, his Burnley stats weren't great. I posted that in our, in our Slack channel. I went with it anyways. Dumb on me, regret of the week, not going with, Trent Alexander-Arnold, because I felt like Burnley would never actually score on them. So, obviously, it's a guaranteed six, and then if he's involved like he was, yep. dumb on me not not seeing through If that. I had captained anyone other than Salah, just about, in my squad, I would have trumped Brian's 101 from last week. It would it, it almost happened with a number of other guys, but I did the same thing. Missing a captain's tough, especially when it's like the first match of the week. It's, it's kind of brutal. So. Yeah. Uh, the the other guy that we haven't mentioned is a Brentford defender. He's yeah. in the top five overall, Ethan Pinnock. Now, that's because Brentford have had two clean sheets as well. They're about to play at Aston Villa in game week three. I think it only goes downhill from here for Brentford defense in terms of FPL. Uh, but we have to give honorable mention to Spurs defenders too. Yeah. Eric Dyer's having well, a great start. I know. Well, I was going to say that, and uh, I didn't – I guess I just assumed that he would be more expensive. Maybe it was all the transfer rumors, but Davinson Sanchez is 4.5. 4. 4. 5, for sure. Jason Tanganga is 4.5 I, I just – like those guys all coming in at 4.5 with matches against Crystal Palace and uh, – Crystal Palace, who else do they play? Who do they play next? They play. I don't. Chris, I don't know the they play, schedule. They play Watford, Watford home, and then at, at Palace, Palace in the next then they two go weeks. Chelsea, Arsenal. Right, like this. I, you don't want a guy like four or five. Who cares? Who cares what part of the bench they're on after they play somebody tough? Like, and, and we can. I'm sure Lloris is in your goalkeeper talk coming up. Yes, but, but just just that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just over here ranting. Your rant about yeah. Larice, which is yeah, for surely sure. upcoming. Uh no, that those guys are those guys are are have been very good. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Definitely worth mentioning. All right. We already had all the like the the disappoint the all disappointment team starting in in the first two weeks is everyone every defender from Everton and Manchester yeah. United. Oh, so, Everton and uh, Dini and Shaw are killing. I'm dead me right serious. Now. I have no idea how Luke Shaw got two bonus points. I I, I do not understand <laughs> in any way. Normally, computer glitch. Normally, there are stats that you look at and you're like, 
okay, yeah, that makes sense. He created 50 chances or whatever. <laughs> he, he, he had two, two chances created. That's, that's a blip. Amazing. Average. He had five Absolutely crosses. Amazing. He had a tackle. Like there wasn't anything else. Like he was not. He did not have any other stats to like fill up the box where you're like, oh yeah, or like a performance where you're like, that guy's everywhere. How yeah. he's gonna have like? It's not like old uh, Ricardo Pereira type numbers where it's like, oh, he's doing all the other work. Two thousand eighteen. E- yeah, even in a even in a, go- a game where you concede a goal, you still end up with points. And it's like, what? He didn't do it. He didn't statistically didn't do anything here. So whatever. Brian, uh, we've talked a lot about our Slack workspace tonight. We've actually added, we've added several new people to our workspace this season, uh, in part because we've had some new uh, financial donors to our podcast, which is always a so wonderful thankful. thing. And it's an honor, Brian. I love how you always say anyone, uh, bless anyone who would actually uh, pay to support us. That yeah, is... what the <laughs> sh- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, we're so thankful. Uh, humbled and honored. That's true. Thank you very much. Our newest uh, patron uh, to our podcast, uh, donating at our, our highest level, uh, is uh, someone that I happen to know. Okay. Uh, which doesn't happen. Actually, that's never happened before. Not not with a financial uh, right. supporter. Um, but I'm, I'm honored doubly because, I mean, he actually knows me outside of this podcast and he's still willing to do that. But he by doing so, he actually earn the right to have a segment built around him on this our podcast. Great. This is great. And so we chose to give him uh, honor uh, and homage through the uh, How to Say with Brian J segment. Wow. What do I say before you start? Do I say any – do I need to – like how do I lead into this? What yeah. would be the best thing? It's going to be a, an exploration of the name we – well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right, all right. So then I'll just say, Brian, take it away. Uh, music, Dave, is there going to be? Well, Brian, for this? we've been doing this for a while, and as always, I'm sure we can find something. Well, Dave, as usual, the only song I really want to hear on okay. this segment is the absolute face melter, landslide defeater by the band Norma Jean. But since ben that, Norma Jean? But since that doesn't really fit the tone of this Holy segment, crap. can we have... An absolutely insane, genuinely glorious piece of Dutch prog rock. The classic Hocus Pocus by the band Focus. That's not even... Is this a thing? Oh, yes. No way. 100% is. Hocus Pocus by the band Focus. Uh, If you've seen Trolls 2 World Tour, you will recognize this song from a a brief moment. It's in there in a blip. I want that song to be playing here. Take it away, Dave. Okay. I this... love how the first song was called a face melter. Oh, it is. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's, it totally is. This week's How to Say uh, might already be forcing you to ask the question, seriously, Dutch again? <laughs> Don't worry. I'm way ahead of you there, pal. The answer uh, to that question is that I'll just say the way we've been saying it on this podcast, we be. Weeby is a Friesian, like Scott's last name is a Frisian surname with oh. its origin in, whoa, 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 in whoa. Friesland. Okay, so there's a Friesland. Yes, F R. It looks like fries, like French fries. Friesland. Friesland. Friesland is. This sounds like a Disney movie. As a, just a quick word about Friesland, as the trustworthy, uh, eternally French trustworthy fries. Wikipedia tells us that 
Friesland, okay. uh, as everyone knows, is a province in the Netherlands. It's right up there in the knobby tip in the northwestern part of the country. Aside from the agricultural goods that it produces, Friesland <laughs> has many windmills. He said knobby tip. <laughs> Friesland has many windmills. Don't get don't get distracted here. <laughs> Friesland has many windmills. Right. 195 to be exact out of the country's 1200 windmills. And Wow, that's like a sixth. It's a famous region for its speed skating. If anyone needs to take a moment, splash There's Dutch their speed skaters there. Oh yeah! If anyone needs, if anyone needs to take a moment to splash their face with cold water or think about Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day to calm themselves down, by all means, press pause on the playback right now before we continue. <laughs> the point is, the podcast pioneer Scott has this very name, has this very name, and he shares that name with. Our donation man. Yes. And with almost two other 4% famous people. What? Why, there's Steve Wiebe, the video game player who's most famous for being the first person ever to score a million points on Donkey Kong. Stop. This He's can't be real. He's the subject of the <laughs> documentary King of Kongs. Or King of Kong, something like and then, of course, there's Warren Weeby, a singer who sang a duet with Celine Dion once. Wait a minute. But who could ever forget Adam Viba, the great Dutch engineer who built the world's first cable car? Uh-oh, did someone say Viba? Yes. That is very much more the German, oh. but more importantly, the Dutch way of saying Weeby. It's Viba. Viba, or Weeby, is a blend of two Dutch words. Vidum, which means one who only trusts his own research, and Bestirkenberg, which means he whose voice rises two octaves when he gets all excited. <laughs> as with... That's me! As with many other great names and words... And in true Germanic fashion, the two ideas blended over time. They became... <laughs> hey, calm down. They became attached to one particular family and slowly started shedding the syllables until we got the perfect shortened version that we have today. Your podcast host and Patreon supporter, last name that matters most in this world, is none other than Scott and or... Mark, Matt, William, Andrew, Andrew, Weeby, if you're American, or Viba, if you're Dutch. Wow, Brian, that was absolutely amazing. Can you believe it? I, Andrew, uh, so all these times that you've said like Viba as like a, I mean, you were saying that you've said that I've over said that the before, years, sort of kind of joking, maybe. Maybe right. I feel like did I you, brought it up. You brought it up yep. before, right? Yep. Yeah. My so actually, uh, my yeah. Studying family history, we've learned that you know Viva is the uh, the German pronunciation of uh, our last name. But you had no idea that it came from Friesland. Friesland. <laughs> no, I don't. This is so. Amazing. Yeah. This is not about me. This is about Andrew, Andrew. who is our most yes. recent supporter. Yes, absolutely. So, this is and, not and about already Scott. jumped in and and. Con- Contributing in uh, in our Slack workspace, which is fantastic, and he's a first time FPL player that this is season. Awesome, 
And so, uh, you know, he's doing what all the first-time FPL players do, which is wonder what you're doing as the season gets started and learn from mistakes and enjoy it along the way. And, uh, and we're grateful these two Enjoy it along with us. the way is well, is well said because that is truly, whether it's us or any other pundits that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing guys that I respect in the fantasy world and they're like pretty pumped that they're just barely a few points over average. I didn't have a great week. I had like a 72, but still it's 56 was average. So I'm, I'm better than that. So, hey, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm still chasing the coattails of you two. Good grief, Brian was starting off with a 102 and it's a, a long season. Whatever, man. It's a long season. And whatever, long season guy. So, uh, <laughs> no, Andrew, so great to have you. Honored. Uh, I love that uh, we were able to do you honor in, uh, after, uh, in this segment. All right, let's talk about goalkeepers. Our top two scoring uh, goalkeepers in the season so far are Hugo Lloris, the aforementioned, and uh, Allison of Liverpool. No surprises there. No, no, no was... surprise with Allison. I, I felt like, you know, looking at the schedule, that's probably fairly predictable. And even if it's just do you want to you want to spend the money to go up and, and own Allison at 6-0 and or even a Lloris, I think less people would have. I mean, look, Lloris's ownership is at a 5.8. I think there's a whole lot more people that are less – like, no one's probably looking at Spurs' schedule and feeling wicked confident. No, you weren't at the beginning of the season because of City, but I think now. For sure. I, 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 he had ten, the next two he's weeks. Had ten saves in the first two games. That's, that's a lot. Which also means that they're getting shots off that maybe they shouldn't. Wolves shot, what, 25 times or something like that against lot. them? They, they a little it. concerning. Well, right. Spurs is, is playing counterattack football. And that's the thing. This is only going to last as a feel-good story for so long when all you're doing is playing counterattack football. Maybe it changes if Harry Kane comes into the starting lineup and he stays a spur. Maybe. But even then, but like, on, Scott, Mourinho played Spurs hold, as a counterattacking team. Stop. Their, their manager is Nuno Espirito Santo. Last year, when he, or the last couple years when he was at Wolves, we oftentimes talked about Rui Patricio and how he was worth owning a lot. Sure. You owned him, I know, at least one season for a lot of it. Yep. My point being, it's Nuno's keeper, not necessarily Patricio or Lloris. You're right. I made it about more. You're absolutely right. I, I don't think this. I, I don't. I think Spurs are above where they're going to end up being right now. I, I think it only goes down from here. No, the Spurs will be a top six club. It's just like I told we've, you. We've got a bet on this, so that's perfectly fine. Uh, fair enough. That what was the bet? I don't. Well, remember, it's specifically Brian. about Sun. You said that he's going to be in the top six in scoring and midfielders, and I said absolutely not. Fair enough. So I will also double down. I think Spurs will make top six in the league if you choose to bet on that. Is Nuno can get the Wolves with a much lesser roster to a top? I don't know. 10 to 8 spot pretty consistently through three years there, I feel like he can keep Spurs at minimum 6 or above, and I'll put that bet on Spurs finishing higher than 6 or above right now. I think we should uh, wait and see what happens with the transfer window. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Lloris is a little bit lucky, obviously, the way every team needs some luck. Like, if if Adama Traore could finish, which he can't. He can't. 
uh, and he doesn't kick it straight into Larissa's leg. It's it's a, a draw here. There's some rumors. That There's a lot of rumors going about Traore going Spurs. to Spurs. Right, yeah, so right. He doesn't make Spurs better. And I know we disagree on that, Dave. He doesn't make Spurs better. I disagree for sure. Anyway, so let's move on. All right. Larissa has started to mention earlier is the game week two dream team goalkeeper. Uh, is it Raya or Raya? Uh, Brent for goalkeeper. David Ray is it Raya? Same as David the Raya. cartoon. Same as is the cartoon the, and the Last Dragon. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure. It's I Raya. I always want to say Raya, and I think it's Raya. The cartoon Raya. is Raya. I think the cartoon is Raya. No. Nope. Oh, the cartoon I, I feel is Raya. Pretty good about it being Raya. Then right. I think this guy is definitely I just either watched Raya it or Raya. Literally this past weekend for the first it's time. It's Raya. The cartoon is Raya. And I think that he's either. I liked it. I liked he's it. either or either Raya or Raya. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's had a couple of clean sheets. So has Ben. Unbelievable. Ben Mendy, not Ben Mendy. Eduardo Mendy. Holy, where's this? Not definitely going? not right. Ben Mendy. Yeah, not Ben Mendy. All right. Moving I think on. the issue is if you really want to spend the extra money on your goalkeeper, I guess you can. It just seems like it seems like uh, the the prominent FPL wisdom is at some point when you want to make up money for other things. Your goalkeeper is the one of the easiest places, so why not just start low? And yeah. so I, it was a little different last year because Emiliano Martinez completely broke the template so fast. Yep. And, it, and there just isn't that guy. Robert Sanchez is the guy to start the season, but there are other options. But he hasn't been the guy yeah, to just start that, the season. Yeah, just that first game. was. I felt great about I mean, Martinez lucked into five points. He is my starting goalkeeper still. Again, he lucked into them, but... Yeah. yeah, we'll see. It's true. Last year, it was very much for me. Goalkeeper points were a second form of bonus points. Uh, I'd like to maybe get a little bit more from the position this season, but maybe that'll be hard to do. Let's talk about the price changes that have happened so far this season. If you look at the price rises, uh, Dave's mentioned earning a true tenth. That's because FPL, when you sell a player... They take a 50% sales tax right off the top when you make the sale. And so in order to actually make a tenth on a player this early when you transfer them out, they have to have gone up at least two tenths. Four players have done that. There's a two-tenth club with four people in it. Samikas in defense for Liverpool. Official. Pa Official now. Yep. Paul Pogba. Sell him! Paul Pogba and Saeed um, Ben Rama <laughs> in the midfield. So Ben Rama's up to a 6-2 as yeah. we're sitting here. Pogba's at 7-7. And then Mikel Antonio also at forward 7-7. Seven, seven. Jump on those trains. Through Those three, three of those are only going up. I guarantee it. I have Antonio. I don't have those midfielders. I don't know. Dave, real quick, even if I feel good about Barnes or Mount or Greenwood, at what point do you do it for the money, and at what point do you do it or not do it? Because you Barnes hasn't given you anything at this point. Ben Rama, you have everything to gain. You have nothing to gain with, with Harv. Like, even if Harv has one good game, people aren't going to be flocking to him. People are already flocking to Ben Rama. He's gone up in the last two weeks a, a tenth each week, okay? So the word's out. People are going to be going to him. If you're going to ride that train, Crystal pa or West Ham, next two weeks, good matchups. So ride it for the next two weeks, and then if you want to sell, sell. And get that extra tenth. It's very possible that he'll move up over the next two match weeks. How many points is it worth? Like if Barnes has a great week against Norwich, how many points would it have to be before you actually regretted transferring out Barnes so you could get Ben Rama's money? Well, if Ben Rama doesn't do anything against his next matchup, which is Crystal Palace at home, 
Okay, but how many more points would Barnes have to score over Ben Rama? If you're not giving up a minus four, then one. He just needs to outscore him. I just don't think he's going to. For me, he's shown nothing in the regular season up to this point that says, even against Norwich, that he's going to explode on them. Now, like Brian said, look, if it was as easy as just reading what's on the paper, then we wouldn't even play the matches. So it's it's one of those things where, of course, on oftentimes the things that we think are happen are going to happen don't happen in this league. So maybe we've missed the boat to Ben Rama already. But I don't think he has I, a massive a, injury history. There's so a, There's a video on the FPL, the main page. I know they tweeted it out earlier that was just kind of, you know, they're common pundits talking about, you know, when when is the right time? You know, how do you judge a bandwagon, basically? And I think it's I, I think it's pretty good advice just to say there's a point. You, there's a point where you just have to say, regardless of what I thought about this guy, you know, what I've thinking my plans are, I can't avoid that guy. Yeah. Because it, it, it just it was so glaring. Last year was so glaring with. You know, I, I and I didn't own many of the guys, and I'm sure that is reflective of my overall rank last season. I didn't own Emiliano Martinez at all last season. I I don't think I ever owned Bruno Fernandez. I jumped on Jesse Lingard way too late. I never owned Calvert Lewin at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like the fact that I finished even anywhere near like inside the top million, I feel like is a is a miracle. Especially last year was such a weird year. Right. That and there are and, you know, there's always other ways to make up the points. It's true. There's always somebody else that's gonna get them for you. But at some point, like you just those guys are just like, no, it's obvious what they're doing. Gundawan completely swayed your your league last year, I'm sure. And if anybody had the guts to get on him early, that lasted 11 games or something like that yeah. some absurd number of games yeah i just think with with oh also uh unbreaking news uh jesse lingard that thing we talked about last week was actually just a glitch it was a complete error there is no jesse lingard to west ham that is not uh, unless west ham unless west ham is west still ham. trying to walk ham. that out unless they're still trying to do that it's not happening so and I don't know how, like, I don't know what Ben Rama would have to do. He would have to punch a fan to lose his spot. Yeah. So, I like, that to, wow. me, to me, he's one of those guys that's like, this is two great games. Again, it's hard for me to read a, a ton into the result against Leicester. But, I mean, he got his assist against a full team. Sure. It could have ended two to one. And it's still a goal and an assist. And maybe the day doesn't look quite as good for Antonio. Right. Yeah. So... Like, you know, I just think that he's one of those guys that, I mean, that price is just, un, that is, like, it's the same way people are looking at Rafinha to start the season. Also the, scored a nice The goal. wrong price. This guy is not priced correctly. He could outperform six, six like, Ben Rama is already outperforming a 6-0 price. Rafinha is going to outscore 6.5. I agree. R- Rafinha's so, another name we didn't mention with Leeds earlier that, like, I would love to get Rafinha into my team and can't figure out how. Sure. I just, uh, yeah, so just to, just as in terms of bandwagon, it's the same, like, Pogba might be that kind of guy, The any of the, you know, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of can you get in there at the right time. Looking at the uh, the notable price falls, only one defender has fallen two-tenths, and that's Ibrahima Kanate of Liverpool. Makes sense. He hasn't played a minute yet in the league. 
Nicola Pepe in midfield has also fallen two tenths, Dave. But you could also build an entire pretty decent midfield out of price falls so far, looking at guys like Kai Havertz, Sadio Mane. Uh, I mean, obviously Marcus Rashford's been hurt, so that one makes a little bit more sense. But also, you know, Jaden Sancho hasn't played much in the league. We talked about him earlier. We did, and um, league Ben and I had a, a good back and forth, and I, and I wasn't trying to come after Ben or or Sancho. I think a lot of things have been stacked against Sancho to start the season. Um, I think that the all I all I ever hear about, I've seen him play a few games. All I ever hear about is how amazing in it he is, and and how he crushed for Borussia Dortmund. And this is a different league, the Bundesliga and Premier League, different leagues. There's it's duly noted that many guys come from Bundesliga and do well. Some guys come and it takes them a little while to get started. In this case, for whatever reason, whether it's Gareth Southgate or whether it's Ole Solchar or or you know, the, his latest you know managers, he can't seem to win their eye, Scott, in getting minutes. So I'm not blaming him. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just stating the fact at the moment. Could be the manager's fault. It could be the fact that he's 21, just moved to a new team, has a new manager in a new league that he's never played in, and came with a huge transfer fee, and there's tons of pressure on him. And that feels suffocating. So I get it. I'm not faulting the kid in any way. I'm just saying for me, Jaden Sancho, I need to wait and see it before I believe it. I think there's, I feel like there's a ton of optimism, though. For sure. So I'm I, not I, hating. I, I, and, yeah, I, and I said in our Slack workspace, Slack I, I hope sponsor he, us. I, you, we can all only hope that he just drops and drops and drops. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like you would just hope that he drops to, closer, then, to close to nine. And then after the first time by he the, bags a, a goal. Right, by grab, the time, yeah, right? that there's going to be a point where he is, you know, that he could cement himself. But that, obviously it's not now. That would not surprise me at all. And I even said in our Slack workspace, in a month from now, we could be very, we could be having a very different conversation. Freaking Sadio Mane dropped. Yeah, he dropped. I want him to keep dropping. Same. You same sold thing. him though, right? Yeah, I helped contribute to that okay, price. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Timo Werner, Timo Werner, and Harry Kane have dropped two tenths at forward. Those make sense. Yeah. Eventually, we'll all be buying Harry Kane back. It's just a matter of how low we'll be buying him back. Real quick, unless Greenwood gets hurt, Greenwood being at a like currently a seven six. Sancho starting off at a 9.5, now a 9.4 because he's dropped. That's a really unfair starting price for Jaden Sancho. It puts him in a, uh, in a weird price point mm-hmm. that he'll probably, his ownership will be low all year, and FPL-wise will be a tough price point to get to, especially when his teammate Greenwood, barring injury, will be playing and is currently at a 7.6. Um, the thing with Manchester United, too, is if uh... – if Cavani ever factors back in, if he's back to full health, I just wonder. Anthony Martial started this week, so that's another guy. Like, I just feel like there are so many. They have so many attacking players. There are so many there. And I feel like either youth and ability is going to win out and all these other guys are going to be sub-on role players starting cup matches and midweek matches and stuff, or it's going to be yet another team where you're going to have to factor in uh, endless rotation. So I yeah I just I you just hope that at some point they can nail a spot down. All right, Dave. Any closer to figuring out what you're gonna do with your uh, transfers? Are you bringing in Lukaku for sure 
as we're sitting here on this podcast? And that's a great stinking question. I am tempted to hold on. I do not have to make a move. Uh, what makes me want to make a move at this point in the season is if I'm going to lose a tenth. And my squad currently, I might lose a tenth on Smith Row. It's trending that way. So if I make a move, it will probably be to get rid of Smith Row and bring in someone else to make room for Lukaku after the international break. That's probably going to be my move. Who would you go down to from Smith Row? Well, it will depend then on. So I could go to Basuma, which. I'm not expecting him to get a nine. He got a nine last week. I'm not expecting much. I just want a serviceable player to get a two or three if necessary. And then but then that would force me to go to Livermore, Livermota. What's the Southampton guy's name? Livermento. Livermento. Livermentos. <laughs> um uh-huh. the good tasting Mentos candy. Yep. I would I would make that move for like a Dina. And or Simikas, uh, just depending on if I truly want to commit to Lukaku. I just it just feels like I'm sacrificing a lot to make Lukaku happen, and I don't know if it's going to be mm-hmm. worth like Antonio pulling in sixteen defense. and thirty. Well, not next week, but okay. what I'm saying is after that, I just look at like guys like Antonio who's pulling in sixteen and thirteen points. Can Lukaku do that? Probably yes. Will he? I, I don't know. Chelsea's got a really talented team, so maybe other people's get on the score sheet as well. So that's probably where I'm going. Captain next week would lean towards a Brian. Who's my captain? Uh, your captain is going to be a um, uh, uh, son home to Watford. Your captain will be Michael Obafemi forward for Southampton. No, that's as and long or, as and, okay. Forgive me. Sorry. As Let's, long as son is fit. This, he was Son the, home he, to Watford he was or the guy. Mikel Antonio home to Crystal Palace. How do you go against Mikel Antonio at this point? I feel like there's going to be a lot now that the, his ownership is getting to be up there so high. I don't I don't know. I feel like he'll be a lot captained this Maybe. week. Well, it, it's the perfect combination of Antonio playing home against Crystal Palace and Liverpool and Chelsea playing each other. It's that combination. So you're not going after yeah, Salah. And I would say the or other. Lukaku, oh, I was going to say the other the other gigantic one would be that Bruno is owned 58% across the league. And they play at, I mean, I know it's away, at but it's at Wolves. Mm-hmm. So that's another one. I feel like he'll, I feel like Bruno's going to end up being the number one guy just be, just on percentages. But the, you know, the question is if you don't, if you have him, do you have the courage to not captain him? Yeah, and I know that was a question I'll be asking myself. What are you doing after your uh, bold negative eight last week? I already took another negative eight. Um, I just did it while we were sitting here. Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if I did? That'd be crazy. Um, I no. literally would have been dumbfounded. No, the but I couldn't hardly doubt it, you, Mister One Hundred One and Ninety Back to Back. Whatever. It was only eighty five. It was. Well, I don't whatever. don't trump my score up. All right. Look, it's <laughs> the whole issue is his son is son fit and was is son. I mean, there he's. He's recovered from what seemed like worse than this in a shorter span of time. Sure. So, I like I don't. You never want anyone to have hamstring issues, and it just seems weird that somebody who's been pretty durable gets to game week two, and it's like, oh, didn't know that. Put him yeah, out there. Right. Sheesh! Massive oversight on my part that we <laughs> had a guy taping up his hamstring. Oh well, we'll get him next time. I just I. Kane maybe gets back in, like the the like depending on he's gonna play. I mean, uh, probably the best moment of the weekend was 
Spurs fans not letting Wolves fans mock them about Harry Kane. Like, I like the way that the guy from, uh, I think it's Alistair Gold, I think is the guy that covers Spurs for football.london. He said that it was, uh, it was like a defensive moment of, we can be disappointed in him, but don't you dare. Because <laughs> uh, okay. as they were chanting, uh, you know, they were chanting, like, he just wants to F off or whatever, that they chanted back, Harry Kane, he's worth more than Wolves. Is what Spurs uh-huh. Spurs oh, were chanting. So just that there there is a little bit. I think there is a little bit of like we he's still our guy. Even if there's rumors of him going away, we don't like it that he wants to leave, but he still is one of ours. You know, kind of thing. If he's back and you find out that Kane's or that Son is back in training and it's back to that pairing again, yeah. I mean, I I feel like that's really good. I feel like that's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. So that could change a lot of things. To me, like it will either be no transfer for, and I'll just I'll just bank it this week, or if there's news that Sun, they're just going to give him a break until after international break. That then there's no, I'm there. I can't I can't keep him. So it'll be down to someone, and it'll probably be. I think it would probably be Greenwood, but it could be Harv. We'll see. Mm. Scott. So I've got two free transfers going to game week three. There's no one in my lineup that, I mean, I like my starting lineup. I like the matchups. I like the form. If I don't like the form, I like the matchups with the Leicester players, especially. And so um, I'm probably just going to end up using, I'm probably going to go safe and use my free transfer just to not lose it and carry two into, uh, you know, coming out of the international break, which by the way, we talked about how, Game week four, like you're going to want a full squad. Who knows what kind of COVID protocols are going to flare up there. It's going to be a nightmare coming out of that international break. Uh, And so it might be nice to have two free transfers uh, going into game week four. That's the case. I mean, Samikas might be the obvious guy out. It means not bringing in Lukaku and Ben Rama and missing out on some price rises. But, you know, I can't do it all unless I'm going to. Play my wild card, which I'm not going to do during the transfer window still being I'm, open. I'm tempted right now to go Smith Road to Ben Rama, which I can do because I have, I have a little bit of money in the bank. So I'm I'm very tempted to consider that. I and mean, just, if you have the money, you should do it. I don't have the money without doing two transfers and sacrificing a premium player in my lineup, which is why I'm probably going to end up playing it safe. It, it will make it harder for me to bring Lukaku in later, but instantly I feel like. It makes my team more yeah, viable. Yeah, especially with at that Crystal Palace matchup. Two, at least yeah. for the next two weeks. Uh, I had Antonio as my Game Week 3 captain before today's match, before his 16 against Leicester. So I still feel really good about that. Uh, and So that's that's where, I'm, that's where I'm looking. I thought for a second that I was going to end up being the top scorer in the FPL America Podcast League for Game 2. I came in second for the Game Week. Sorry, Scott. I'm sorry. It's not me. It is, uh, it's John. John moved up to 51st place with a 97. Sandy Moose Nux. 97 <laughs> yeah. points. Yes. Okay. Love it. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, he, he hit his captain uh, with Danny Ings as his captain. Loved that bicycle kick. By the way, he scored 97 with Ben Rama on his bench. Sufal on his bench. Wow. But his back line was TAA, Samikas, and Cancelo, so he wasn't hurting with Sufal back there. Hey, look, I want to tout this, by the way, real quick, Scott. It's your, I don't want to interrupt too much. I just want to tout our mini-mini league at the moment with the fact that Team Team League Drew is in first place. Uh, Fusion Freaks FC League Diane is in third place. And wow, the track 
Torrens, Track Torrens Denge, mm-hmm. Lee yeah. Barry yeah. is in fourth. And those are all star listeners right there. All star listeners right there. Members of our uh, Slack workspace in our mini mini league. Don't forget John down in sixth. He's also a Fair Slack. enough. Forgive me, I didn't go far enough down uh, Joy Division FC League. Brian's thirteenth. Sorry, if you don't make the top ten, you don't get mentioned. Oh, I don't care who you are. Man. But bottom line is, wait, wait, hey, let me scroll, hold on, I'm scrolling down to Dave. So well I'm done. Gonna... Keep going. You're going to be scrolling Still for a while. Skill scrolling. Uh, yeah, the fifty-three. Get to fifty-three, and um, look, I'm proud of our league. There's some high scores. Yep. I feel like I've done pretty good, and I'm in <laughs> after the first two weeks. I'm in fifty-third. That's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, Scott, sorry, forgive me for interrupting. Continue. It's all right. Uh, you mentioned Team Team. Drew, still number one after uh, last week. He holds. He it followed down. it up with 88. What in a, game week what a two. jerk face. He's the first to hit 200 yeah. in the FPL American Podcast League. Nirvana State, Michael, still in second. Nothing changed there. And then you mentioned Fusion Freaks FC. Diane in third. Very, very, very nicely done. John, well done in game week two as well. All right, gentlemen, we've got one more week in August. Game week three is coming up. We've covered what we're probably going to do, but continue to follow us on social media as the game week gets closer to make sure that's what we do. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our Patreon site is FPL America Podcast. Just go to patreon.com slash FPL America, and you will find us. Dave, we've done it. Yep, it's going to be tough for me to not transfer... Smith Rowe out for Ben Rama as I realized I could do it, although it's killing me because if I'd done it an hour ago, it would have saved me a tenth. But you know what? Sometimes you make mistakes. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>